0: Hey friends, welcome to the Taylor May podcast with Taylor Joy. I'm your host, Taylor, and I am beyond excited that you tuned in today. This podcast is all about giving one of my friends a seat at the table to share their story. You will hear questions and conversations revolved around faith, hardship, community, life journeys, and so much more. As you listen, I really hope you find these stories to be inspiring as you take your next step into the story God is specifically tailoring for your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to TaylorMade. I'm super excited for you guys to listen to this episode today because it's with my dear friend, Aubrey. We met in college. We are now experiencing post-college life together, and it's been so fun to get to know her heart and to see how her heart has truly impacted my life. Her story, I really hope, truly impacts your day today. She touches on her journey with finding Jesus, but also touches on what it looks like to love someone that is going through a really, really hard addiction and dark season. And so with that being said, I want to give too much away because Aubrey touches on it so, so well, but... I just really hope that this story would be something that you can share with a friend or even the learnings that you've learned in this episode that you could share that and impact someone today. So with that being said, I am so excited for you guys to hear about Aubrey. Yay. Well, we're jumping right in. You ready for this? Yes. All right. Hi, Aubrey. Welcome to TaylorMade. So excited you're here. (laughs) yeah you call me Tayjoy I you're do. like one of uh the few people that call me Tayjoy I think you were actually the first one to start calling me Tayjoy at Vanguard, at Vanguard yeah Tay-Joy. yeah we went to Tay-Joy college photo together. yeah and I also no had S. friends that call me Tayjoy photo and I thought it was really annoying
1: so yeah <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you st- stuck with Tayjoy yeah I mean not gonna call you an Instagram handle so
0: <laughs> well my Instagram handle is Tayjoy but I don't
1: extend the why
0: <laughs> Tayjoy <laughs> well you know at least it it comes from a good place I think that other people you know like it just wasn't coming from a great place mockery yeah Yeah. they were mimicking mimicking mocking mocking (laughs) they were mocking me (laughs) so I appreciate you being um giving that name an actual great meeting so yeah oh my gosh it
1: is the best (laughs) I even I'll even text people like when I got here I texted my mom and Nathan I was like oh made it to Tay Joy's house and my phone just knows (laughs) Literally, like it, it probably changes it. it. <laughs> Gives a little, a little pizzazz to it.
0: <laughs> but I have a few other friends that call me Tayjoy now, and I think it, oh, I love some it. I'm down to you, so gosh. thanks. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love it. it. And I call you Aubreyzy too, just because um, of your Instagram name.
1: breezy 27 Aubreyzy27, because 27, <laughs> you're <Follow> fa-
0: <laughs> Put that plug in there at Aubreyzy27. Why 27?
1: Um, 27 is my favorite number Not because it. when i was in fifth grade that was my like seating number so i my last name is vanderhoven so i was always in the back um but
0: but you weren't the worst in the back you were pumping the party i was like
1: i was back there having a good time i mean it was awesome because i was i hit my growth spurt way too early and so i was like the tallest kid like not even the tallest girl like the tallest kid and so um being in the back was like my safe haven because I was like I'm not in anyone's way my (laughs) head isn't in you know middle like middle school and elementary school kids they could just get you so but yeah fifth grade was the best so I was number 27 in the seating chart and I loved it I feel like Mm -hmm. that's where I was like you know fifth grade's kind of where you're like okay I can start thinking for myself now and so it was just kind of like yeah I'm just always gonna love 27
0: yeah Yeah. so you know it's carried into your adult years yeah obviously 27 and we're also here with emily emily's just sitting on the side she's hanging out she's 27 27. whoa that's (laughs) weird it's It's meant to be friends they just met today so yeah we did that's pretty cool it's pretty sick but she's (laughs) chilling over on the side but um yeah we met where I want you to tell me at Vanguard University of yep. Southern California yeah Costa Mesa Costa Mesa yeah B square
1: um we met wait what <laughs> I just said be there be square oh wait I is know. that the saying no your story
0: matters wait no. What? <laughs> <laughs> no 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 like I told never mind but yes our slogan is your story
1: matters be there I- be square <laughs> is the saying okay go on anyway so we met in college how did we meet um we were on the same floor freshman year but we didn't really talk too much freshman year we were both going through it like (laughs) we we just freshman year was really really tough yeah we did not want to be there so we weren't Mm -hmm. like we didn't go to any of the events we didn't i mean especially me i went home every single weekend so did i yeah ish any any time i could leave i left and Mm so i think we were both working tayjoy photo was really taking off for you Mm -hmm. Um, and I was working at a coffee shop to provide yeah. for my missions trip. And so just, it was a weird year, a very transitional year. And then, um, sophomore year, we ended up on the same floor again. Yeah. And that's where we became friends. Yeah. Cause we were neighbors.
0: Yeah. Literally right next to each other. Mm-hmm. But our, our roommates were kind of in the same friend group. So we yeah. spent a lot of time. Yeah. Together. And it was just
1: kind of like. I feel like with us, we connected on, like, more of, like, a personality level instead of just, like, oh, we're on the same floor. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, anyone who's lived in dorms, it's so easy to be, like, I'm friends with this person because they're on my floor. But yeah. it was, like, with us, it was, like, I'm friends with this person because we have commonalities. Yeah. So, we both love SpongeBob.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, I think that's one thing. 100%. Yeah, that's one thing we really bonded over. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah we we both were very active or mm-hmm. are very active. Like, yeah. we went on a lot of hikes. We... I took you to Pilates that one time. Oh my gosh,
0: yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember I was like, I do not belong here, but it was still so much yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, neither did I at one point. So
0: <laughs> that's gonna true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that was yeah, that was a really good year. Yeah. Sophomore year and junior year were I think our yeah. our year for yeah. sure. Press was our safe haven. Yeah, we yeah. would escape Vanguard <laughs> and go to Press like yeah. every day.
1: Yeah, and I think we I think sophomore year we enjoyed Vanguard yeah. more, but yeah. we definitely still were in that like limbo of like okay, we still don't want to be here fully. Yeah,
0: but it was just, yeah, yeah. Weird transition. so yeah,
1: so we were still transitioning, but it was cool to find someone else who was like, you went home every weekend freshman year, and you're like, yeah, and then it just <laughs> blossomed. So did it I? Yeah,
0: <laughs> literally. And then when you got your new car, we would just spend time in there. Yeah, just, so just driving
1: to different places. Yeah, yeah it was it was like a very transformational year yeah.
0: yeah it was a good time to become friends for yeah
1: sure. and then friends ever since
0: yeah and now we're so <laughs> and now we're still friends yeah. um but yeah that's kind of how we met but yeah. who is Aubrey who are you what do you do what's
1: going on oh in your my life gosh today? I'm 23 <laughs> yeah um, hey,
0: we're both 23 I know oh my gosh it's Happy so weird birthday oh Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Happy little. sort of birthday today too, thank since you. we're going to John Mayer for your birthday gift. Oh, cool. So I, mean, I know. Awesome.
1: And then we're going to be running on my birthday for your birthday <laughs> gift. <laughs> it's weird how that I has know, happened, I know. but you know, love worth it. it. Um, But yeah, I'm 23. I love Jesus. Um, I actually found Jesus at Vanguard. So um, I love telling this because I just think it's funny. I don't think it's like embarrassing at all, but I didn't know Vanguard was a Christian school until I got there the first day and... <laughs> they were praying and i was like what i mean i should have kind of got the hint when it said on like the packing list like bring a bible and i was like what but i just thought that i know that i was a first gen too so me and my mom were like uh like first generation college student so me and my mom were like um okay cool like Mm -hmm. that's fine i guess is that typical we're like okay um and then when we got there i was like oh (laughs) Dang, so you went
0: through the whole enrollment process Not even knowing Vanguard was a Christian school
1: Yeah, I mean, like, there was, like, things that should have, like, tipped me off I thought it was, like, oh, they're, like, religious-affiliated Like, you know, Mm. like, oh, they lean towards, like, Christian values But I didn't think, like, it was as important to their values as it really was So I didn't know, like, about going to chapel every Mm. week Or, like, you know, doing all of that And I think because college was already so confusing for me because I didn't really have too much of like a like a a team of people around me to be like this is how college is or like this is how it's gonna be like it was just kind of like okay I'm gonna figure this out Mm -hmm. um that some things just like stood out to me where other things didn't Mm. and so yeah I found Jesus November 2014 um at a church near Costa Mesa um and it was really cool I like went to some random youth night and they were just like, Hey, if you want to invite Jesus into your life, like now's your chance. And I was like, yeah. And I cried and I jumped and I danced and it was just like Aww. a very, very changing, very changing night. Um, Not saying that didn't have its struggles leading up. I definitely um, like that a week before I was thinking of transferring out of Vanguard. Cause I was like, I don't fit in here. Like mm. my friends, my friends all stayed in Marietta and I was just like, Hey, like, I should have done the same thing and I want to be home and but God had very different plans for me yeah. so yeah so at 18 got saved got my first bible um got baptized did all that good stuff um yeah and just kind of took in any learning I could I mean like uh it was not easy because a lot of the people around me would were like oh yeah you oh you don't know I didn't know what the trinity was I didn't even know what being saved really mm-hmm. was until it happened and I was like oh wow like." This is amazing, like to just invite Jesus into your heart and not ever like experiencing that before. I was like, Whoa, this is cool. Yeah. Um and so yeah, it was like I'm me myself, I'm a huge Jesus follower, love it. And so cool. um yeah, just five years in and it's never gonna stop. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like a little tidbit of like how I came to that. Um I work in marketing and so yeah she does yes i'm a project manager for rogue creative development um (laughs) a little plug right a little plug uh, (laughs) if you want to follow them on instagram my coworkers do an amazing job Um, (laughs) but yeah so i that's my day job i do that and i like love it and it's so much fun and um i think what i've learned through oh hi brooke what's up brooke hi i look cute hi 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 Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) missed (laughs) you I said, I missed you. Oh, <laughs> she
0: doesn't tell me that. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Taylor walked out and I was like, was Tracy here? <laughs> Literally, she's looking for mom and not me. I'm like, wow. Oh, um, hi. I'm sorry. I, like, I was going to cut it off. No, um, I tried to like leave a gap. <laughs> oh, you're chilling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Works. Um, But I don't even know. I was talking about Rogue, right? Oh, um, I think through Rogue, I have just learned the importance of that like, you can get paid a ton of money other places and you can have this like huge role or smaller role, but like be making a ton of money and like be in this expensive place. But I think what I've learned just being at rogue is that, you know, so a lot of the times it's the people, like you don't want to show up to work for eight hours a day and just be surrounded by people you don't want to be around. And I did that for a few months and it was rough because you go there and you're just like, I literally have to sit next to you for eight hours and you're just like, really like not a nice person, you know? And like, you're really hurtful and like, Mm. you know, it's hard. And when I went back to rogue, um, after being their intern and I went back to work full time, it was like, wow, like you walk in and people are like, how was your weekend? Like, what did you do? Like, oh my gosh. Like the first 30 minutes every Monday is just like, how are you? Like, what did you do? Oh my gosh. I saw this on your Instagram. Like, how are you doing? Like when my tire blew out, all my coworkers were like, do you need anything? Like if you need any help, like, did you make it home safe? And it's just like to find that type of people and like work with them and stuff is like really awesome. So it kind of makes you think like, okay, like there will always be like, other options for money there will always be nicer places but it's like where are the people that you want to surround yourself with every day and so i think that's why rogue um has really really set a good path for me and really high expectations for if i were to ever move to a different place yeah, <laughs> literally yeah.
0: i know you're you're thinking of moving to target Um oh, marketing i mean <laughs> it's
1: like a, the a vast dream but uh.
0: <laughs> that would be so amazing yeah. though. oh my gosh that'd be so cool that would she, like Aubrey, fun fact about Aubrey, she is always at Target, probably every other day or maybe yeah. every day. I I've actually it. limited it. I go nice. twice a
1: week now to save money.
0: <laughs> but she, she literally like one day when we were hanging out, probably maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, I didn't get out of whatever I was doing until like an hour later. And you're like, yeah, I'll just go to Target and like just walk around yeah. and stuff. Like that's like your
1: safe place. Yeah, and really I'm just it. like if I have time to do that, I'll just hang out at Target. Yeah, everything I just love there. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, far off dream to do oh, marketing so at Target. Sick. But um, I do project management right now and it's super fun and so just fun. love it. Um, Good.
0: Yeah. And I was going to ask, like, going back to, like, your Vanguard journey with your transition to, like, yeah. a school you had no idea about. And, like, yeah, that wasn't your first choice, right? No, I got rejected from my first
1: choice. So what was your
0: first choice? Join me. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Process. So
1: I really... My, my dream since I was in fifth grade, which I think that's when the number 27 stuck with me so much, is I wanted to be a film director like that was like I was like, I'm going to do this. Like I aspired to be like Steven Spielberg and like all these people. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do like what they do. And I'm going to I like had a little camcorder and I looked up like when I was in like middle school or freshman in college, I was like best film schools in like California. And it, Chapman was like the top. And I was right. like, that's where I'm going. And so you had to submit, like, a huge essay, a video package, a portfolio, all this stuff. So I spent, like, months working on this package. Looking back at it, I deserved not to be <laughs> accepted. <laughs> don't say that. No, it was it was just, like, I don't think... And, you know, at the end of the day, I knew it was Jesus who just intervened and totally. in all of that. Um, Chapman is an awesome school, but it's very liberal, very like progressive it's just it's a lot and I think I wouldn't have thrived in that kind of environment if even Vanguard was a lot for me not just even because of the religious aspect um like was a lot because I was used to being in a small hometown and a small group of friends and if a school of 2000 was a lot for me I'm guessing a school like Chapman would have been a lot but so um I got the rejection email when I was sitting in my mom's car waiting for her to drop something off at like her doctor's it was like in the evening kind of dark and it was like sorry you won't be accepted and I was like I literally have no backup plan like this was it is this your senior year of high school It's my senior year of high school Dang. and I was like oh my all most college applications were closed like most places were like no and I was like well great like what am I gonna do like I community colleges don't have film programs, typically, especially the one in the Murrieta. So I'm from (laughs) Murrieta, California. Uh, (laughs)
0: Murrieta.
1: So excited. No, no, it it shaped me a lot. So (laughs) got to, got to give some, some shout out to the nine five (laughs) one area. But, uh, yeah. So had no real backup plan. So I just started applying to like CSUs, like CSU Long Beach, CSU Northridge. I was like, they have a film program. And then Vanguard, I was like, oh, they have a film program and they were on some list. So I was like, maybe they'll work. And so I applied and um, I was with my current roommate, actually, Kristen. She was over at my house. Um, We had this brilliant idea, which is so funny to look back on, that we were going to revolutionize Starbucks and we were going to make an apple pie frappuccino. But she was over and we were cutting apples, trying to be like, how can we make the best apple pie frappuccino (laughs) and submit it to Starbucks and we're going to be rich? And I get a call from, um, one of the advisors and they're like, Hey, Aubrey, we just want to let you know, like you got in. And that was my first acceptance. My only acceptance actually. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and so it was just like, okay, this is it I'm going. And my family was so excited. Everyone was so excited. The price for the, for going to school was a little out of our price range, but we figured it out with like help of family and stuff. And Um, Loans and all that good stuff And so um, yeah went to Vanguard uh, In Or uh, yeah in August of 2014 and it was wild But so you went for Filmmaking Mm -hmm. And in that World
0: specifically but now You're not doing that how was that transition For you because I remember kind of living In that with you a little bit of like hey I don't know if this is where I want to go Yeah
1: that's a great question honestly I love Um, that thank you you're very great asking questions I loved it <laughs> well, I want to get got, you thinking I yeah, gotta get some yeah. encouragement to the creator of this podcast <laughs> <laughs>
0: thanks but, Aubrey you're welcome
1: um yeah um I actually love talking about this because I think a lot of people experience this but it's not like a, a widely thing to talk about um so and i mean i've had so many people who've been like i went to college for this and now i'm doing this and i love it and all this stuff but i think sometimes it can be looked at as like not that you failed but like oh like why did you waste all this money so i actually um my sophomore year i was sitting in class and um it was called like it was called christianity artistic culture and it was all about how can we bring jesus into like the artistic realm of the world and we got to film And she was talking about how, you know, like film is this like cutthroat world where you have to be so passionate about what you want to do. You have to be willing to like be hurt, be offended. Like you just have to like push, push, push. But you have to have that passion. And as she was talking, I was sitting there and I was like, I don't think I have that anymore because when I first found film, I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know me. I didn't really know anything for that matter. And film was always my identity. It was like, okay, if at the end of the day I'm nothing, I'm going to be a filmmaker. And so when I found Jesus, I was like, oh, wow, I don't have to be anything other than just like God's child. And so that was really impactful to me. And so when she was talking about that, I was like, oh, my gosh, like that passion's not there anymore. That's not what I want to do. And so I prayed and I journaled and I was like, god like what am i supposed to do and i just felt him tell me like if anyone asks you what you want to do say i don't know but i'm gonna trust you and so Mm -hmm. i was like okay like that is crazy (laughs) for me to tell people as i'm spending like x amount of money a year dollars yeah to tell people that yeah hey like i'm a cinema arts major but i don't know what i want to do and so i was just like lord i'm gonna trust you and so um Yeah. For two years, I, almost two years, I, every time someone asks like, oh, that's awesome. Like, what do you want to do? I would just say, I don't know, but I'm trusting, trusting Jesus, you know? So, um, got good responses, but I did get a lot and it it was hard. I got a lot from, especially on the mission field. Actually, I got a lot of people being like, I had one man actually tell me like, that's a lot of money to be wasting, to not know what you want to do. And I was just like, geez God, like, is this really how you want me to like what you want me to tell people? Like yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna and that was like that stung. I was like, okay, and that was my junior year. Mm. Um, my junior going to my senior year. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, have have I been wasting time? Am I wasting money? Should I have not stayed here? Then a going to my senior year, still was answering people that still was just being like okay Jesus you're gonna have to show me what you want me to do um I got an internship at some random construction company and they were like hey we need someone to do like marketing coordinating oh
0: my gosh I remember this yeah
1: yeah yeah and I was like okay sure like it paid $15 an hour which in 2017 was way above minimum wage and I was like okay like I'll be their intern I need money let's do it and it was in that moment where I was like I could see myself like staying in this field. Like this is still creative. It still has the feeling of directing something, of creating something, but it's not in the realm I originally just found my whole being in, you know. Right. And so um yeah, I did that and then I just started taking any freelance social media clients. I started working on my social media. Um I talked with you a lot because you Do social media like a ton? Yeah, I remember
0: brainstorming a lot in our room. Like, yeah, what about this? What about that? And you gave me a lot of insights where I was specifically at with Eastside, Mm -hmm. and then getting to see like the outside church world being impacted by your insights. I was like, this is so cool! Like going back and forth together. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. it was really awesome. So I was like, yeah, I love this whole marketing area, and I was just like, okay, like, God, is this this cool? Like, can I can I go forth? And um, (laughs) I just and you know, opportunity after opportunity just came up. Like I would be like sitting with like at an appointment or something. And they're like, Oh, you do marketing. Like, do you want to do mine? Like, it was just like, like opportunity after opportunity. Every time I felt like maybe I shouldn't do this. It was like, Oh, get an email. Like, Hey, we want you to, do you want to come in for an interview? And I was like, oh yeah, cool. And when I was looking for my internship for Vanguard, it was supposed to be, they recommended it not being paid. They recommended it being outside of Vanguard. And I was going to interview after interview and it was just not working out. And I was like, I chose the wrong field. I was like, damn, like, you know, (laughs) like, I was like so frustrated because I was like, I should have like, geez, I maybe I went into it too fast. And then Ran into went to one of my professor's offices and she was like, I mean, I can connect you pe- with you with connect you with people, but you're leaving a Sundance next week with her and like a team mm-hmm. of students, and you need one by the time you get back or you're not going to meet your hours. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm walking. so I walk out of her office and I'm like almost in tears because I'm like I need this to graduate. This is my last semester. Like I need this, you know. And she runs out of her office and goes, wait, I'm meeting with someone after like or like after lunch or whatever time it was. Um, And I'm going to see and uh, it's about internships. I'm going to see if they would meet with you. And that person turns out to be my current boss. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So um, the my boss of Rogue Creatives, he met with my professor. I did an interview right when I came back from. Sundance mm-hmm. and we it's like history right Dang. there so and especially yeah. like
0: that whole waiting period of two years of still questioning like mm-hmm. your your presence at Vanguard mm-hmm. like why am I here why am I yeah. studying this if it's not gonna you know respond in this way like why am I telling people x yeah. y and z when I literally am yeah I have no control I have no idea where I'm going yeah. and then two years later yeah. bam
1: Yeah, because not only is it scary for you, but it's not helpful when people are like, you're wasting money or like, you're doing this. But at the end of the day, it's like, are those people in control of your life? No. Have I seen that man who told me that ever since? No. Like, you know, at the end of the day, they're just going to walk out of your life. But Mm. it's your life and not theirs. And so it, it took me a while to I think like develop into that. It's like, okay. Being confident. Yeah, that all these people can have opinions. But at the end of the day, it's like god gives you what you need to craft your own opinion so
0: Mm. and then you saw that unfold and now you have a job at the place you interned for yeah
1: like which is awesome
0: how faithful i know god is that's so cool yeah okay so kind of going back to your faith journey and Mm -hmm. maybe just situations that have happened in your life like how has either one specific moment or some yeah. specific moments completely shaped your future? Like, oh, have whoa. you been able to think about that or because I gave yeah. you these questions earlier, yeah, but, no, for like, sure. is there for something sure. that
1: like kind of sticks out to you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many. I mean, like obviously it would probably be when I got saved was like a huge transformation, but I think just going into something that was so unknown, like college, I, I grew up in a family that was messy. That was like very hard, um, messy parent divorce. Mom had an addiction, which she's almost 10 years sober, which is super Dang, cool. So yeah. Cool. And she's, uh, a drug and alcohol counselor. So, um, the Lord really worked at her and she met, um, she met Jesus in rehab, um, just on her own. And she said, um, you know, this is my relationship with Jesus and I'm going to tell you about him. But to me and my sister, I want you to find him. And so moments like that, I think were hugely impactful. She never pushed religion onto me and my sister. It was like, Hey, I'm going to be an example, but it's your guys's choice. And I thank her every day for that. Cause you know, when things are pushed on you, you just want to push back and oh, yeah. it's personality thing. And so, I mean, we're human, we have that. And so, right. um, yeah, I think just stepping into the unknown of being like, okay, like, I don't know what's going to happen going to college. I don't, know what it's going to be like leaving home and you know at Vanguard I am proud to say like I went to counseling there and really got to dive in to all those harsh aspects of what I just mentioned of yeah what was it like having an absent father like what was it like not knowing your mom until you were 14 like you know like what is like how does that make you you? And so sitting there, I learned about boundaries and I learned about it's okay to talk about my feelings and it's okay to be me. And I mean, through that, I met you and Mm -hmm. I met my boyfriend, Nathan, and I met like my, like our friend, Sam. And I met these people who have been pivotal people in my life that I've met all my mentors there. Like, you know, and I'm and it's not and I think people a lot of the times are like oh well it's because you went to Vanguard and I and I really think anywhere I would have gone that this would have happened because I know God would have found me Mm. anyway so I think it was just stepping into like a season of like okay like I don't even know what a season is because my whole life has just been go to school like my mom was always like join a sport to find friends and so I was like okay go to cross country to see my friends like do this to see friends. Like it was just always like everything was predetermined for you. And you're just like, okay, like I'm just going to keep doing this and to step into like, wow, I have to take control of my life. I Mm -hmm. think that was a huge moment. And looking back at it being a year and a half out of college, which is crazy, crazy, (laughs) crazy, crazy. It's just like looking back at it. It's like, I can't not talk about it. And I think a lot of people – have had similar not just vanguard experiences but college and like early 20s experiences where it's like whoa like this is not this this where i'm at right now could not have been done without this Mm -hmm. i think about how like i met nathan of my boyfriend of almost three years like at the registration at vanguard and we didn't talk we didn't see each other for that whole year like we saw each other but never connected and then we became frontline partners mm-hmm. um frontline is a in case anyone listening doesn't know it's a <laughs> um it's Vanguard's way of like helping welcome in the freshman and you get to be a leader and stuff um and then God connected us there and yeah. with you it's like we were we lived on a floor together mm-hmm. and it was like okay like this sucks I don't want to be here and it took a year later and a situations happened and we became good friends like you know it was just Stepping into such a new, uncomfortable, weird environment that I wasn't used to, <laughs> like, yeah, like, just, it was weird for me. Like, when when I grew up around friends who, like, what we'd talk about was, like, we'd gossip and talk about running and all this stuff. And, I mean, there's two friends, my friends Selena and Chantal, that, like, they are still awesome people in my life who I, like, love so dearly. And But, like, a lot of the people I surrounded myself when. I actually lost a lot of them when I became a Christian because they said, well, you're not going to be fun anymore. And I was like, wow, that's like hard to hear. And when you experience that and then go into people singing about this Jesus that you don't really know, it's like, yeah, that's weird. Like You're just like, this is weird. And I think that was weird for me. I was like, what are these words? People are like, oh, like, you know, that's like such a blessing or that like, changed my heart and I was like me and my friends did not talk about this like talk like this in high school so yeah I would say long long tangent short no keep it going yeah I would say that that was just a big that whole season was a big life change yeah yeah that
0: has completely brought you to where you are now oh
1: my gosh yeah All the, all the people I hold close to my heart, seeing the way it's changed, not only my friendships, but my family life, the way me and my mom and sister care for each other. Mm. It's just like, you can't, you can't just ignore that. You know, you can't feel like, yeah, college sucked, but it did. But it also was really awesome. It brought a
0: ton of blessings for both of our lives,
1: both of us. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That I think college definitely was one of the hardest seasons of my life, even though we're so young, 23, whatever, but like those moments that we've dealt with mm-hmm. because we were so young were so big for us yeah. and has completely, I think, transformed my heart for compassion for other people yeah. or how you care for yourself, how you mm-hmm. care for those next to you, like
1: yeah.
0: how you articulate certain environments or moments. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to step into this environment mm-hmm. or would it be healthier for me to step out of this environment or exactly. out of this friendship? Like, yeah. it's a lot of that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I saw that transformation in you, too, of just, mm-hmm. like, you know, we were upset and angry at where we were in life in 2014, and yeah. then just to see us, s- like, stand side-by-side side graduating together is just, like, uh, crazy. if you would have told 2014 Aubrey and Taylor <laughs> this, we'd be like, oh, well, uh, that's funny, because we're not coming back. Yeah, yeah, literally, I don't know if I'll be back <laughs> yeah. my
0: sophomore year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. and mm-hmm. I think being young, that's when you, like, have to figure these things out, because... When we're like older, like we're, you know, sitting in our house, like married or with roommates or whatever, like you don't want to look back and be like, could like, just like you said, like, could I have done things? So when I'm in this environment that I know in my heart, mm. I, this is where I'm like supposed to be. And this is where God wanted me to be. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's really important. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, thanks yeah. for sharing that. I yeah. kind of
0: want to like elaborate more on, um, your relationship with your mom so you kind of yeah. mentioned like you didn't yeah, know sure. her when uh, until you were like 14 or yeah just yeah, yeah. that season what yeah what have you specifically learned yeah through from, that that yeah. relationship
1: wow that's a good question and I don't talk about it a lot so but I feel comfortable here and whoever's listening I hope you know I know this is going to speak volumes yeah, so, so I good. like hope that it gives people the door to that it's okay to talk about it. Um, so my mom went through a messy divorce. My, when I was five, my dad cheated on her. Just, you know, it's messy. It's terrible. It shouldn't happen. Um, we didn't know Jesus, um, church back then for us was, um, you go there to meet potential business partners. You go there to have a look like, you know, like my dad went there to like talk with people and like, you know, like kind of get an in with certain things. My mom went there to be, to show the other wives that she was great. We weren't going there because like, we wouldn't talk about it after. Like, you know, you just go and be like, okay, cool. Um, and so my dad did not follow those values and he was unfaithful and um, caused a lot of pain for my mom. And I think the thing that really bothers me when we talk about like addiction is that like, oh, it's their fault. And like looking at that, it wasn't my mom's fault. Like, and like, yeah, you know, they're making choices, people with addictions, um, they're making choices to go through with it, but it's not, it's not their fault. Um, it can be anywhere from that. Alcoholism is and addiction just in general is something that can be passed down from generations. So my mom's great grandma, I learned she had an alcohol problem. My grandparents had an alcohol problem. They just had a better way of hiding it. It was after, you know, my mom probably before had an alcohol problem, but not to the extent of where it carried. And so, um, you know, she just, she always apologizes for it. And I'm like, mom, like, it's not your fault. And I think when I see people on the street and I hear these stories about like, oh, well, like it's their fault they're out there. Like, it's not my problem. It's like, no, like something happened that, and there's still people that love them and there's still people that want to see them change and, you know, it took my mom almost 10 years. Like, she had two kids, like, me being five, me, my sister being one. And, you know, like, I think that was the hardest part of just, like, hearing, like, like, nowadays, like, oh, it's their fault. But, like, my mom went through, like, a lot of rough stuff, and my dad didn't want to support her and acted like she was the villain in all of this. And that's, like, a hard thing to put on someone and to really just, like, Watch someone go through even at such a young age. And so, you know, my mom's bedtime in quotes, because um, she'd drink most of the day and her bedtime was four o'clock. And so she'd pick us up from school, she'd drink whatever she wanted to and just go to sleep. And so for most of like elementary school, uh, middle school, it was just kind of like, okay, like how are we gonna, how are me and my sister gonna take care of each other? How am I gonna take care of my mom? How are we just going to live and adapt to this life? And by no means am I like putting down that it was easy. It was very hard and very challenging and it was scary. Some nights like, yeah, there were nights where she shouldn't have been driving us. And there was nights that she should have been awake, you know, and but when you're struggling with an addiction so deep like that, no amount of children, no amount of friends, no amount of relationships which what me and my sister saw could heal any of that and it wasn't until um she was married three times it wasn't until her third marriage that he um was just like I have the money and I'm gonna send you we're gonna do an intervention and we're gonna send you to rehab and so and that to me and my sister was like whoa like are things gonna change and I mean you know for me it was like I was used to birthday parties being missed I was used to not having help with homework I like got used to a lifestyle of like okay like I can take care of myself so to see my mom being taken care of someone like, being taken care of by someone else is like whoa and so she actually went to a rehab facility right down the street from Vanguard which is really cool really yeah in Newport Beach wow. yeah so and um, we passed it a couple times she's like oh that's where that's where I got saved and met Jesus and Day. became who I am. Yeah. So she, um, the poisoning and the addiction was so deep that she had to actually stay in like a hospital type place for, um, about 30 days so they could properly balance out like her blood levels and all that. So, um, cause with addiction, it's not as easy as just being like, okay, you're going to stop because there's a mental thing and there's a physical thing. So mm-hmm. the physical thing was they had to balance everything, make sure she was good. Cause it's like, if you drink water every day and then one day someone's like, no, no, you can't drink that. And you're like, your body feels like it needs it. That's mm-hmm. what alcohol was. Yeah. Like her body felt like it needed it, which it did at that point. Cause it was so severe, you know, you know she
0: was like living on it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, feel like just knowing that she had to go through that was just like, wow. Like she, she and it wasn't that like we were like, You're forced to. We pushed her to it, but she chose mm-hmm. to like continue it. She could have left. She had all the rights to. Yeah. Um, and then she spent another two months at the rehab in Newport Beach and she actually did so well that she was supposed to be there for a couple more months and they were like, We feel like you're strong enough to go out. So You know she got back we put away anything like we were told like put away anything that resembles alcohol she came back easter weekend which is cool so yeah i got to celebrate our first like easter with jesus in her heart and stuff so that was cool um and then yeah it was after that it you you just with people with addiction you have to be so careful it's just like okay like she had friends who were like oh like i you were more fun when you were Mm. when you were drinking and it's just like as her family, you had to be there and be like, no, that's not true. That's like, that's like evil trying to get into your heart again. And, Mm -hmm. um, my mom was such a, is such a strong woman. She never, um, a lot of times people relapse. She never relapsed. She pushed through it and yeah, then she started going to school and she actually worked, um, in Temecula at, um, the, it's kind of like the DMV. It's where if you get a DUI, for mm. drinking and driving, you have to go and take classes. And she was a teacher for like three or four years. What? Yeah, and she just got her counseling, her like drug and alcohol counseling mm. um, certification, and now she's like going on to like counsel at rehabs. And so, I think living with a person with addiction opened my eyes. But seeing that there is hope and that there is progression, and mm. I and I know my case is like. A godsend case because I know for a lot of people that's still probably their lives that yeah. this happened before they were born and they're still living with it um so I'm very attuned to that like when I talk about it I'm not like oh this is for everyone you know like yeah. this is for everyone but there is hope that like if someone listening is struggling with addiction or there is people like in their life struggling with addiction that like i literally got used to a life that I thought this was going to be my forever and then it wasn't and Mm -hmm. I'm like proud like I'm proud to say like I don't drink my sister doesn't drink we just like it's not a religious thing it's not because my mom was like that it's just we don't find it appealing and I'm way okay going to parties and going to dinners and being like oh yeah can I have water. Can I have an iced tea? Like love tea. Love all that stuff. Yeah. I love tea, (laughs) but you know, it's just, it's kind of being like, okay, like, you know, there's some things that just aren't going to be, when you're around that, it's just, you smell it and it's not appealing to you. Not that you have to be like, oh, like alcohol's the devil. And like, look what it did. I mean, I've been, I go to places where people drink and it's fine. If you know how to handle it, do it, you know, but to me, it's just like it's not something that I directly wanted a part of my own life, and that's a choice of mine. And yeah, So I think it has – it shaped me into, I think, the responsible person that I got to be. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't by choice and not saying that I'm, like, perfectly responsible and stuff. It did come with a lot of um, going back to the counseling at Vanguard, which I just think is – I mean, we talk about counseling and therapy yeah. is just – so impactful and so life-changing and so I think when I was with my counselor I did have a lot of struggle with that I had to fix everyone's problems because for a majority of my life I did like you know and so in your family life yeah friends friends, and yeah and so I did struggle with boundaries and I I was codependent like I was a hundred percent codependent and if someone had a problem It was my problem, you know, and I had to fix it and it took, it's still, I mean, even the other day I was at Target with Nathan and (laughs) he was like telling me, he's like, oh, we, cause we were working out all week and he plays soccer too. And he was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to take a shower every night. And I started trying to be like, okay how can I fix this? So I was like, Oh, well maybe if we do this, well maybe like, do you feel like you have to take one tonight? night? And he stopped in the middle of target, which is just so funny because it's target, but um, <laughs> target. Yeah, target, I know mm-hmm. um, we are telling you people. Um, <laughs> but he looks at me and goes, Aubrey, you don't have to fix this. Mm. And I was like, geez, so it still comes up. It's still a daily thing, but it be, that was the personality I grew up on. And as much as I like, wish it could have been different. But I don't wish at the same time it could right. be different because I am who I am. Um it's like something that like, you know, I am gonna try still be slightly codependent sometimes, but definitely not as I think hurt hurting as it was for me yeah. back then. So sorry I moved the mic a little down. <laughs> oh, you're fine
0: dang though. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That, I mean yeah. that's I
1: think for anyone
0: that's like you said, dealing with Either someone going through an addiction Mm -hmm. or like specifically they're going through some Mm -hmm. addiction. Like there again, the word that keeps on coming up on my podcast is hope. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much hope in that addiction. Mm -hmm. Like this like you said, this is not gonna be your forever if if you choose it not to be your forever. Yeah. You know Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I and I think that's with everything, whether it's like I mean, you go through a hard breakup or you just had a bad year, and it's Mm -hmm. like that does not have to be forever and I mean I was in it and it does take a long like I said I'm still it's still getting out of it it's still yeah I mean honestly it's still sometimes when I smell alcohol I'm like oh like it shocks you back a little I know there's people in my life who have just had terrible things happen to them and when they hear a car screech or they hear a word it's like whoa so I think there's no like minimizing that but there is hope that that smell can uh, like not have mm-hmm. as much hurt mm-hmm. that sound can there's healing in that you know mm-hmm. and so yeah i think i found a lot through that mm-hmm. and i'm so glad that hope is like one of your words for it, this it podcast. Had, like honestly yeah. like
0: with corinne's story of which is all about anorexia and her um fight with mm-hmm. that um the uh, Maddie story with her relationship with her dad, yeah. but yeah, this hope—the word hope just keeps on getting brought up mm-hmm. in this podcast. So, yeah. with that story, I wanted to make sure we touched on that because yeah. I think there, within your relationship with your mom, there's so mm-hmm. much, um, there's so much bond now that I mm-hmm. see, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. To then hear from your story, like yeah. how much distance there was yeah. within you and your mom, yeah, um, and how now. Yeah. Looking back now, those yeah. th- that story or those things have completely yeah. shaped your relationship yeah. now.
1: Like, not getting to meet her, really, until I was 14 was wild. Like, I mean, I'm 23 now. It's almost been 10 years. But, like, to be living with your mom and getting to, like, you know, do daily life with her and then not ever getting to, like, really get to know her until you're a teenager, like, that's crazy. And, you know, when you were talking, it brought to mind that, like, you know, I was talking to um someone the other day and they brought up they were like you know like i feel like i need therapy or counseling but i haven't had anything really terrible happen in my life like she knew my story about like my dad and my mom struggling with addiction not as deep as um like you or other people in my life know, but she knew the gist of it and she was like i just i don't like is it okay that i'm going to therapy like i haven't had something Mm -hmm super super traumatic happened in my life um and I told her I was like you know it may not have been one moment like with my mom it may like it was one thing but I was like there could have been a lot of things there could have been phrases that hit your mind that someone said there could have been yeah like you're close with your mom but maybe there's something not disconnect like there's a disconnection there and so um yeah and it's funny because I mean like even with Nathan it's like happy family and Mm -hmm. everything good and I've asked him I was like you know like has there been things that have been hard and it takes a while to think about but like at the end of the day we all go through things it doesn't have to be an addiction it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be like losing someone to that it doesn't have to be not knowing your dad but it could just be that like things were said to you or like there's Mm -hmm. hurts there and it was like it's okay to discover what looking for hope in that looks like that no story is like minimized. Yeah, is is really has been on my heart since I heard that. And when I talk about my mom's addiction, it's not like, Oh my gosh, like I can't like believe that happened. Like I've never had anything happen to like that to me. And Mm -hmm. like, I've never had, like, I've never been in a major car accident. I've never had like something I've never been through a breakup. Like it's like, things like that I don't know what that feels like and there but there's still hope and healing and mm-hmm. not saying that those are smaller but I'm just saying that like yeah you know people still deserve healing in mm-hmm. any situation whether it be that someone said something to you at the grocery store and that really hurt you it's like dive into that yeah. like yeah go seek like counseling go talk to a friend and so I think that's what um, it's just important that like nothing is minimized and we've talked about that yeah. like you and I have yeah. definitely dove into that. I relate
0: that. to that yeah. a lot like yeah. specifically in this place and time in my life like mm-hmm. there isn't this big addiction mm-hmm. there isn't this big moment that has happened in my you know childhood or mm-hmm. teenage years but there are small things small compared comparisons a bad word because that mm-hmm. completely steals the meaning from it but yeah. Compared to just your mom's journey, for mm-hmm. me, it was small moments that have led up yeah. to, like, this big realization. Like, oh, I think now mm-hmm. when I'm 22, 23, I need to pay attention to that. Yeah. Because when I'm 40, mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, I've been able to then self or or just discover myself yeah. more than I have ever done before and yeah. that sets you that's up for so like good. really yeah. really really cool things in mm-hmm. your future but if you don't engage with that now or you think your story or some moments in your story are less than other people's stories like mm-hmm. that just kind of steals life out of you like engage with your life now yeah. in order to find life later like mm-hmm. that's something that
1: yeah i've been able to process in so yeah I completely relate yeah yeah and I think it's so important because you know we like you know sometimes I, f- I would hear people who experienced like so much death in their life and I was like I I mean I've been very thankful that like that hasn't been a huge thing in mine and you know I felt like oh should I like oh I I guess it was like always like I guess I shouldn't look at my past life as like my past as like, I should be grateful for it. Like, even though that was hard, but it's okay that things can be hard. Like, yeah. there's definitely been things that weren't as long and drawn out as my mom's addiction to alcohol was, but that still had a lot of effect on me. Mm. And so, and I think that's for a lot of people and it's just letting people into that, yeah. um, who you feel like should be and letting Jesus into that. Mm-hmm. There was things that fully gave the hurt from my mom's addiction, addiction to Jesus, but I couldn't give something like the resentment I had towards my dad. Like I could not give that over. And mm-hmm. that took a long time. And it wasn't something that was always on my radar, but it was like, Oh, like I, that still, I have to like, still die. Like you're just saying mm-hmm. you still have to dive into those things. Cause if you don't, then yeah, who knows? You're going to be 40 and your husband or your child or you're going to get that. Yeah. Or your mom could say something to you and you're, gone like you know it's just like what like oh wow that's a lot so yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good that's good stuff right there
0: yeah thanks for sharing that yeah honestly yeah. that that i think brings a lot of perspective as to who you are where you're going how god has completely shaped your life like what what's next for you all that good stuff yeah um, but speaking of what's next yeah. i know we're we're running out of time just a little bit yeah but i want to hear because of you know where you're at with yeah. your story like what do you think's next for you? What do yeah. you think God's you know paving paving the way yeah. um, for
1: your next step? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I am very like I mean, I was always very future orientated. Like I never was like okay with being what I am now, and I worked on that a lot. So now I get this question. And I'm like, oh man, I like don't even think about that enough <laughs> I now. I think more <laughs> yeah. often about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, I, I think what God's really doing is just making sure that I don't lose sight of him through the chaoticness of starting a life, like, Mm. you know, like outside of like the boundaries of school, you know, I think, um, it's just like, it's so easy when you're like going to a school that, and I have a lot of friends who I've met recently who, who have the christian faith but they had to try a lot harder because they went to like huge csu schools you know and like all this stuff and it was just so easy to like go to class and they're talking about jesus go to chapel and like it's a church service right there and then go to church on sundays because you
0: get graded for it yeah Yeah, you do yeah
1: all that good stuff and you know i think what the hardest thing has been is like coming out of it and being like okay well i work five days a week i want to do all this i want to like be healthy I want to do all this and then sometimes God gets pushed to the back burner and so I think um having conversations like this being more intentional with church being more intentional just in my mornings or in my car rides I think is what I'm really looking at future Mm -hmm. personal wise and like being okay to talk about this type of stuff because it's not easy it's not like I feel like when I have these conversations it's like Oh, like, how is that so easy to talk about? Or, like, is that easy? And it's not like Mm -hmm. it's not something that I'm like sitting with my coworkers at lunch and I'm like, hey, do you want to know like (laughs) all about my life right now? Do you want to know why I hate alcohol? Like, or something like that, you know? Right. Do you want to know why I don't drink? And, you know, it's just come to terms with that. Like, some people don't. (laughs) And so there's been times where people are like, oh, you don't want anything to drink. And I just, say no and I don't have to say no because my mom was like addicted to alcohol you know like that's so just get away from yeah, me yeah <laughs> get that poison away from me
0: <laughs> you but know but, like
1: learning what that looks like to communicate in yeah. in that way of yeah. like
0: hey I'm not judging you but like mm-hmm. this is just my preference
1: yeah and yeah and so I think future is like really just like not needing school or not needing a class to learn about life, Mm. who I am, who my friends are. I mean, some of the biggest lessons I've had have been from sitting and having coffee with you. Mm. A little fun story about Taylor, how she's (laughs) impacted my life. Um, So I used to be... And I mean, it comes out. I mean, I just talked to you about how I accidentally was petty the other day. (laughs) Um, I just became a very petty person. Mm. Like, I did not enjoy disappointing people. And so through that, I would just say comments or do things that like weren't genuine just to make a point that I am genuine. Yeah. If that makes sense, which is called pettiness. Yeah. It's called (laughs) Um, being petty. Yeah. And I, and I had Taylor tell me about a year and a half ago, she sat me down and, um, I was going into year two of dating Nathan and, which is a fun story in itself. That's like, it's a really really cool story. Yeah. It's a fun story in itself. But, um, uh, and, one night, I th- I think it was something dumb. Like he just didn't. He was too tired and didn't want to drive over to like hang out with me. And so Taylor was like, "Oh, like you were like, what's wrong?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, like Nathan doesn't want to hang out." This is how I responded to him. And she- you looked at me <laughs> and said, "That was one of the like, Aubrey, like that's not healthy. That is like super petty. And like you shouldn't. He's not doing anything wrong. You are the one kind of causing the situation to happen." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> my gosh like I am I, I don't know if I said it that direct <laughs> no you did, did and, I really and that's I think that's why it hit me so hard Yay. is because you I mean you always are very gracious even in that moment you were but you just looked at me and said like you know just felt like I care about you as like a mm. roommate a friend and I'm gonna call this out in you and yeah. you did and um I mean a year two years later I mean all my relationships are so much better now Mm. because of that conversation and i did have a petty slip up the other day and (laughs) immediately when i did it i said man like this is something taylor would have not been super proud of (laughs) and i remember i i voice or called you and i just said taylor i like wh- i backtracked a little yeah, you know
0: and i remember yeah. i remember hearing that but also thinking like but look how far along you've come yeah like you saw you me were, at my pettiest yes yeah. you, yes you were very petty I, yeah. I don't know maybe towards me i don't know but yeah. very petty towards our uh, people around but like just to see you thriving in relationships mm-hmm. and friendships now yeah and pushing that pettiness aside and mm-hmm. seeing how god has been able to work in that yeah. like it's black and white for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so I think when you're asking, like, what do I see for the future? It's just, like, learning from my friends from new and old communities. Um, I learn stuff from my coworkers every single day. Um, but just join a new gym, learning from them. Um, jo- like, started going to a new church, learning from them. And so it's just, I think, I know. I'm, I'm trying to say I think less because that's like <laughs> kind of like a filler word I use. But yeah. I'm trying so i know that this future is going to be just a lot of learning yeah and i'm excited for it because um it was just like we were talking it's so easy when you're in school and it's so easy just to be like yeah "Yeah, i'm gonna go to class and learn cool and now i'm just like oh if i want to like grow and learn i'm gonna have to use my resources and that's you and that's nathan and that's my mom myself yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. so that's cool I'm in, I'm in a similar
0: boat i think us graduating together gave us a cool yeah. cool way to bond in a different way in mm. actual life circumstances yeah. like every coffee or every coffee <laughs> <laughs> every friday we go and grab coffee yes, together we do. um recently it's been kind of messy but um you know it's summer yeah it's summer you're, it's we're, summer we're and going, you're in ministry totally so, yeah. Yeah, ministry. yeah ministry does take a take a lot of your uh scheduling but our fridays have Our Friday mornings have Mm -hmm. been something that have been so special for me specifically because I get to learn a lot from the outside world that Aubrey, you know, lives in. And then you get to learn a lot about, you know, ministry and relationships. Like it's just a lot of uh deep and really fruitful conversations Mm -hmm. that have stemmed out of our experiences in college. Which if you're if you're graduating soon and if that's coming up for you, like hold on to those healthy friendships that you've made in college, because Amen. then you get yeah. to go through that transition together and it's mm-hmm. way better with someone else than alone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You like don't realize how much you need it until yeah. you're there. Yeah. Um. And even if like people have recently graduated, they're probably like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yep, yep. yeah, you just, y- that. yeah, you need that just to like have someone who's like, Oh, you remember, th- you remember this part? Yep. Yes. Well, mm. this part's it's better now. <laughs> yeah, literally yeah.
0: being able to encourage each other in new job transitions mm-hmm. and, um, you know, relationship hurts or building yeah. and things like that has been something that I mean we we were together every single day in college and then having yeah. that kind of shifted away like having yeah. that consistent um meetup time f- for mm-hmm. us specifically as friends I think as yeah. I mean obviously it has like been yeah. so impactful yeah for transitions yeah. yeah it's
1: learning that sometimes. Change, you have to be a little more aggressive with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to pull up that shield yeah step forward yeah uh, call call for jesus for help yeah <laughs> a God. lot of times find a coffee shop in between where you live <laughs> <laughs> literally go to hidden house coffee uh yeah. grab a coffee with a friend yeah yeah, yeah that, that's us by yeah. the
1: way oh yeah we're talking about us
0: <laughs> we're talking about aubrey and taylor um but with all that to say yeah. geez thank you aubrey for yeah. being here with me for yeah. sharing just this this cool platform with me, yeah. I think it it's so easy, like you were saying, to not engage in the own unknown because mm-hmm. of the fact that, you know, you, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what it's going to bring. You don't know what mm-hmm. the fruit, um, if there's going to be fruit or not. Yeah. But like with you engaging in the unknown with me today with this yeah. podcast, I think is... Um, says so a lot about your character and a lot about just our relationship, but, yeah. um, and how God's using you and yeah. how he's been able to speak through your story is just so fun to be a part yeah. of. And I love being your friend and I, I love just how we, how we met yeah. in college and yeah, how this has all came about yeah, and been a thing.
1: Nice to reminisce. And thank you for creating a space. Cause yeah. I think a lot of times you can do stuff like this and, um, I honestly think if it was anywhere, anyone else, like that conversation would have been a lot quicker because, um, you know, yeah. but I, I trust you and I trust the people who you have in your life and who are listening to this and getting spoken to. And so yeah. thank you for creating that. Yeah. Cause that's all you, that's literally all you. So
0: thank you. Yeah. But it's all, all Jesus coordinating this specific yeah. conversation, which I think yes. is going to speak a lot into the hearts of those struggling with unknown figuring out you know family dynamics and also yeah. fi- figuring out themselves yeah too.
1: yeah it's not easy but there's people out there who get it yeah and so it's great and even if they don't they're still there to listen and love mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. jesus is there to get it mm-hmm. above anything else
0: <laughs> and you get it too so yeah. um, if anyone has like questions or like once more in depth yeah. um, meaning behind anything that you said today, like feel free
1: to reach out to Aubrey. Yeah. You Instagram. can join us on a coffee morning. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Here. If yeah. you want to come, you know, DM us. <laughs> yeah. DM us. we to meet slide you. Into those DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd
0: love to meet you. Love to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. some encouragement get to know you a little yeah bit more, we're but. huge
1: storytellers so get ready for some some riveting topics honestly
0: aubrey you're so good at telling stories like oh. it's, it's so fun to just sit sit over a, a glass of a nice latte and be like yeah. tell me about your week i'd love to hear a good story yeah. but, oh
1: yeah. my gosh you are too i think that's why it's like we could literally be there for two or three oh hours because hour we are we, we are we legitimately are yeah. with our
0: laptops and all but yeah i'm working
1: <laughs> if anyone from Row creatives is listening to I do work on Fridays <laughs> they she me. really does w- what one of my coworkers always is like work from home and I'm oh like oh my gosh yes
0: <laughs> I do yeah. trust me yeah
1: so if you're listening I do she
0: does she does and she's really good at it so well, but thank you you're welcome well you're welcome um but thank you Aubrey again I yes. love you so much love you thank you <laughs> oh my gosh okay and we're out <laughs> bye yeah.